Hey guys, Duncan here. I think it's day 14 of the 90 day quest and today I'm going to talk about being. So in the uh, in the quest for change, uh, whatever it is that we're seeking to change, I guess you know the thing we always focus on is what we want to have. You know, I want to have more money or I want to have more time. I want to have a fitter body, I want to have uh, more money in the bank, I want to have better relationships. So we always think about what we want to have. And seated, seated behind that is the things that we need to do. And we understand that, we understand, uh, you know, I've got to do exercise and uh, eat right. I've got to do, read books, learn how to communicate better, um, spend more time with my loved ones, or I have to do a bit more savings and uh, learning to invest, or I have to do um, building a business, learning about entrepreneurship, or um, do some um, strategic things at work so I can get promotions. You know, we, we understand there are things that we need to do and this I guess is our habits, you know, at the end of the day. Those things that we, that we have to do need to become habits. But the part we always miss, I think, uh, is who we need to be. Because the order that change happens is be, do, have. We need to become the sort of person that does the things that we have to do in order to have the things that we say we want. So it comes down to a, a state of being. How do we become, how do we be, whoa, getting wet from the sprinklers, how do we be the person we need to be in order to get the things that we want? This is the hardest part. I think this is the, the great struggle in affecting change in our lives is because we know what we need to do. Lose weight, um, eat right, work out. Get rich, save money, invest. Uh, build a business, pick a service or a product, find your target market and sell to them. Do a good job delivering your service or your, or your product and uh, rinse, repeat. So the doing is not the hard part. The hard part is the becoming. The hard part is how do you become, how do you be someone new? So I'm going to have a look at that today. Uh, now I, I quickly kind of alluded to this point yesterday. I got to this point fairly quickly in um, remediation of not doing. Um, you know, for starters, it needs to be visceral. There needs to be something at an absolute gut level that desires that change. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, when I was in Victoria, we had a gym. I was a personal trainer and we, we had a, a, um, you know, a physical gym as well where people would come and do their gym stuff. And I'd always conduct a sort of joining interview with someone that come along and ask them what their goal was. And inevitably the goal was lose weight, tone up. 99% of the people that came in lose weight, tone up, which is a really generic goal and really just looking at what it was that they wanted to have. And then I would tell them what they needed to do. 
what do you need to do? You need to turn up, eat right, do these exercises. Um, all pretty straightforward transactions. And then we all know the story. Most of them didn't come, didn't do the work. However, I remember one particular girl, her name was Thomasina, and she came in, she was very heavy, um, probably, I'd say, probably 50 to 60 kilograms overweight. She was, she was fat. She had a lot of fat. Um, actually, I'll come back to that in a sec. She had a lot of fat, and she had been fat all her life. Um, you know, she'd been bullied for being fat when she was a teenager and continued her eating habits and things. And she was, she's come in and she said, oh, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? I want to lose weight. And I said to her, why do you want to lose weight? And she started to cry. You know, the tears started rolling down her cheeks and you know, her shoulders slumped and just her whole body was racked with sadness and, and pain I guess and she said I'm just sick of being fat I'm sick of I'm sick of all of it you know and it was so heartfelt and so visceral she the, it was so evident that she was it was no longer an acceptable state of being for her it wasn't this wasn't a socially driven decision to um, look a culturally acceptable way. This wasn't being driven by, um, you know, that she's a bridesmaid for a friend's wedding, a lot of those, um, which isn't a real goal. She, she was sick of being who she was. She was sick of being the fat girl. And so... With her, same thing, still told her what she needed to do, encouraged her, and she joined up and she just did everything. You know, she turned up and she worked hard, she worked hard. Now, I remember when she lost 20 kilos and she's got on the scales and she's just overjoyed. She gave me a huge hug, apologised, oh, sorry, sorry. Just stoked, you know, absolutely stoked. It really kind of drove home the idea that. You know, we all say, people say what they want, but the, big, the hardest part of change is being willing to step out to be someone different. And so I guess, you know, when we look at that, the, the real question is how do we change that visceral sense of who we want to be? And I told you in remediation um, how, you know, I had this moment where I just snapped and went... I'm never ever again going to be the poor guy. I'm never again going to be the one who's going to a bank or something with my hand out asking for money. That's that's not it. My savings account's always going to be stacked. You know, there was a thing that's just snapped inside me. That's it. That's a line that will line behind me that will never be crossed again. That's, I remember when I gave up smoking, it was the same. There was a... Um, you know, I'd been trying to quit smoking um, for two or three years, and then my mum died of cancer. And I put down my last cigarette, I was like, that's it, I don't smoke. And what I completely changed in that moment was my sense of self and my sense of being. 
I was someone who did not smoke. I wasn't someone who was trying to quit. I was just some, simply someone that did not smoke. I read an author a little while ago that um, talk, talked about, um, it was in a uh, drinking, quit drinking book, that he was talking about how uh, someone of Muslim faith, they don't have to debate whether or not they're going to eat some pork. You know, some pork's put in front of them. They're not like, oh, should I, shouldn't I, I kind of want it. It's just not part of who they are. They're just like, oh, I don't eat pork. I am someone that does not eat pork. I'm not a pork eater that's debating whether or not this is happening or not. It just doesn't happen. It's just not a part of who I am. Um, so, if we're thinking about how do we create change in our own lives, I guess what that starting point looks like then is, the, is determining, is this something we really want? What's the truth behind the stories that we're telling about what we want? And I've gone into this a bit in the last few videos because I think it's, um, I think it's way underlooked. I think it's way unappreciated or, or talked about uh, as a component of change. Probably because it's inconvenient from a marketing point of view. Like, you know, if the fitness industry honestly said, Ah, uh, you know what? You're probably happy being fat. So, you know, if you're authentic about change, come and see us, and we'll help you out. In fact, we don't even need to advertise because you'll just turn up. It's inconvenient. So, you know, the, the, what they do is they sell quick fixes. All these industries, don't they? You know, um, buy this special diet drink or diet food or. You know, here's this suddenly, wow, you know, the whole world's exercising, doing Zumba or Rumba or Boomba, Woomba. You know, there's all these new things as if it's the activity that's going to save us. But it's not. It's that sense of being. So the question is, can you artificially create it? Or at the end of the day, do we just need to get in touch with ourselves and understand who we are and either accept who we are and where we are or perhaps if we can identify that kernel of truth or that particular um, thorn in our side we can focus on changing that because sometimes I think maybe we, what we think is the solution to our hurts and ills is not necessarily the case. So um, I know like with, for me, a big part of what I'm chasing after when I get down to the truth of it is control of my life. It's control of my time. It's control of my decisions. It's control of my productivity, control of my outputs, control of my world, more than the wealth. And I think I told this story before about when I left uh, the casino one morning, walked out and thought, I know what I'm trying to build. I'm not trying to build um, a global organisation for the sake of being having this huge company to run and lots and lots of money. I'm trying to build a system that will help create a world in which um, people love their work. I want to build a company where people love to work. 
which is very different. So the the object, the activity of desire, the object of desire, is consistent in that. Um, you know, I need to build a big business. I need to build a big company. I want to be, build a, a organisation with global reach. But when I look at why, you know, people's spiritual well-being, people's spiritual happiness, that's very different to fame and fortune. And in understanding that, that desire then aligns with my own sense of self, my own sense of being. It's no longer about um, just chasing after money, which I find crass. It's about higher values that I authentically connect to. And when that's the case, then I'm able to attach my activity to a sense of being that's authentic, which means it has power, which means it, it has efficacy, means it works. Uh, here we are, walking through the, the uh, circle of winners, this lovely shady street in Claysbrook. You should check it out if you live in Perth. Um, so that's my thought for the day anyway. Uh, I guess the too long didn't read on that is authentic change has to come from our sense of being. We can never effectively overlay activity and habits and desired outcomes over our sense of being and expect results. It has to flow up and out of us um, in, in a way that is real. Otherwise, it's activity, 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 but without soul and heart sitting behind it, it simply just isn't going to get traction or isn't going to be sustainable. It's just not something that you're going to be able to continue to do because you have to get up and love every day. You have to win every day. And you can't do that if you're disconnected uh, to your spirit. So hopefully there's something in that for you. I'll check you out tomorrow.